Today, I want you to open your mind, open your mind to the possibility that one day we will make contact with an intelligent civilization in outer space. We have in our possession a flying saucer. It's being flown to higher headquarters. There is a lie being told to everyone. They're, they're extra-dimensional beings that an earlier precursor of the, um, the space program made contact with. Do you believe are we alone? Their life after death. This is the Very Normal Show. Introducing Marvel Man and your host, Sarah Martinez. Hey everyone, welcome to another paranormal hour of the Veranormal Show for this January Friday the 13th. What's your host, Vera Martinez? Marfa Man. And Little Ninja. And we are live from Austin, Texas, powered by Block Talk Radio. The Veranormal Show can also be listened to on demand at blogtalkradio.com slash veranormal. You can also find us on iTunes. You can find us on iTunes. Anyway, um, thank you, Lil Ninja, for being on tonight. Yeah. Uh, you're out of town. You can uh, be here in the studio with us, but thank you for calling. Absolutely. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, can you hear yeah. me okay? Can you hear us? Nice. Yeah, I got you guys loud and clear. Okay. Um, tonight, we have a very exciting show and a very funny guest. Tonight's show, we are talking about hypnosis for ghost hunters with special guest hypnotist Gary, uh, Gary Kelly. Gary, Gary Kelly. <laughs> I keep messing up his name. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, if you guys have any comments or questions, give us a call. The number is 818-532-9739. Again, 818-532-9739. So, Marfa Man. What up? <laughs> Thank hey, Marvel Man. Showing off. Hello, I made it here. After very I'm hard so happy work. You made it. Very uh, hard hey, work of convincing. One, I made it one way. Still got to make it home. I got, <laughs> oh I got God. pulled over. I got pulled over three times and I hit a deer on the way here. But I made it. No, you, you no, you did not. <laughs> you liar. Oh my goodness. I, oh. I, I definitely have to say I was. I was shocked. I have, I've heard a lot of reasons not to show up for things, <laughs> but I've never heard of a reason okay. of not being able to, to go out of your house on Friday the 13th. Explain that to us. Well, I've always been a little superstitious when it comes to that. So, um, you know, earlier this week, I've, we've been moving all week, um, my wife and I, and it all started with uh, we needed to turn the rental truck in the other night. And uh, we had to be there within 15 minutes. And what happens, of course, my rental truck uh, battery died. So we didn't make it on time. And I had to have it jumped and everything. And that was the last thing of the whole night. And then uh, me and my dad were in front of um, a restaurant today. We were eating and we were talking about all the catastrophes that I've gone through with moving. And uh, we walk outside and I look up and I'd been uh, trying to run errands that day and I just wasn't getting anything done today. Like nothing would happen. And I've been driving around. 
I went to go get my Jeep fixed. Nothing. I didn't get it fixed. I went to go get uh, something at the library, and they closed the library right in front of me. And uh, so I look over. Oh, yeah. And my dad has my hood of my Jeep up, and we had just ate lunch. And I look over, and above his head was a raven, a black raven on top of my Jeep in 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 a parking lot just staring at me. And okay, well, <clears throat> he thinks there's, therefore there's lots, there's lots of birds everywhere, you know. This was a little exactly. creepy, man. And being that it's Friday the thirteenth, I I just took it upon myself to think, okay, maybe I just drive home from here before something happens. And also, I've been researching Friday the thirteenth all day long for the weird but true segment. So I was reading some really interesting statistics that I'm going to talk about that definitely implanted some thoughts in my head. No good. Well, you made it, so thank you, thank you. Um, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I was we, trying to make, we, I was trying to make him, you know, and feeling embarrassed on Facebook, and he didn't. He was like, "Nope, I don't care. I'm not going." I felt like an intuition, like a gut, so I was just so thinking maybe finally, it's better to call in. Yeah, and I finally gave well, it. You know what? He's right. But I, I'm glad you're here. It's always good to see you. <laughs> I, I definitely, I definitely have to say you sound really good, and and you know, I, I was. I did give you the call and ask you to come, and, and I appreciate you coming. And I, I got to say, I was really nervous to think, like, oh, my gosh, what if I'm, like, making making Anthony go out and, and, and do this and, and, you know, God forbid something actually happens to you. I'd feel terrible. So thank you. Yeah. I mean, it, no big deal. It just would have been your fault. <laughs> I know, that's what I <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. So I was cool. I was like, all right, I get hurt. It's his fault. He's got to live with it. <laughs> well, we that's, why I'm extra, that's why I'm extra glad you made it to the studio tonight. So Definitely. I'll give you a call when I get home tonight. Yes, please do. Or from the hospital. All right. No. <laughs> oh stop it. Oh, my goodness. All I, right. I need to do some serious brainwashing on this man. It's been a rough what? week moving. Every week you said the same. My Jeep, okay, did you hear what happened to my Jeep the other day? Like, uh, I made my last move and my window on my back left Jeep collapsed and went into the car and it won't work anymore. And and I was moving all of our, uh, yeah, I know so you're laughing. Normal? Yeah, it's my normal. <laughs> all right. So, so, so I get my, la- the last load were closed. I threw all my hanging clothes in there and it rained. But I was like, I made it to the house, and then I was like, okay, you know what? The rain stopped. I'm good. At 1.30 in the morning, I wake up to, like, war of the worlds, thundering and lightning. I have to run out there because everything in the back of the truck is getting poured on. And so I'm out there in my boxer shorts trying to get the window up, and I'm soaking wet. And on top of it, this is bad, but my wife's bridesmaid dress for her uh, for her um, her sister's wedding was at the bottom, and it was the only thing that didn't get wet. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. So can you blame me for not maybe wanting to drive out here on Friday the thirteenth? Oh, I can't blame you. I, I I know your luck. I know that you uh, you've knocked out a few electronics here and there. Oh yeah, you've been present. <laughs> yep. And Raven, I don't don't Google you're, Raven. You're definitely magical. Sorry, when I met eye to eye with the Raven, man, I got scared. I, I hit that thing, told me to go home. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I just Google Raven, and it says the Raven symbolizes many different things to different people. Curses. In most traditions, you see a link to death. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, That's what I said. Don't do that. You're, you're gonna torture him. 
Well, then later, later it says, finally, you see throughout almost all traditions, a link between the raven and magic. Okay, I'm sitting in front of a, I just ate at a Chick-fil-A, okay? So I just ate a chicken, which is a bird, and then I got, you know, mad dog by a bird, you know? He gave me the maybe evil you need to, Maybe you need to join the vegetarians. I already, I said that today. <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe that's your sign. And, and trade in my Jeep. There's probably some little dark-looking bird, and you just call a raven. He was close. Yeah, right? There was no reason. Was, anyway. Cheeseburger birds. It's not a cheeseburger bird. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, anyway, we have a really, really interesting show tonight. Maybe our guests can fix some of your problems of um, psychological issues. Oh. <laughs> just kidding. Bring it on. Can you, make, can you make my fear of ravens go away? <laughs> so, um... But before we introduce the guest for tonight, how about we listen to a little bit of Marfa Man's Weird But True. Weird But True. Happy Friday the 13th, you guys. Well, on top of that today, uh, instead of doing our normal Weird But Trues, we're going to be doing a special of Friday the 13th edition. All right. So um, there's actually going to be two more Friday the 13th this year, just to let you know. This is the first one of the year. Um, millions of people actually stay home and do nothing on this day. About 17 million to 21 million Americans have a fear of this ill-fated day. <laughs> and that's according to the History Channel. All right. Um, the date can only appear a maximum of three times during a calendar year. Uh, this year, um, like I said, it's going to be in April. It's going to be also in April and July, um, and then the next one won't be until September 2013. So that sounds worse than 2012. <laughs> July the 13th in 2013. Maybe right. it isn't all about 2012. Maybe it's the, under the hidden line is Friday the 13th. Well, we got to make it through 2012 first to get to to get to 13. But um, it, get this, this has been estimated that 800 or 900 million is lost in a business on this day because people will not fly or, like, go eat at restaurants or drive or anything. That's a lot of money. Oh, my gosh. Can, hey, are you seeing why I might not have wanted to get in the car? All right. Um, and then another myth declares that a child, this is, this is a, okay, that a child that's born on Friday the 13th will have a very unlucky life. And that's according to Time, <laughs> Time Magazine. That's terrible. <laughs> what a terrible thing to say. <laughs> Oh, mm-hmm. all right. Uh, moving forward, Dutch uh, st- statisticians, how do you say that? Statisticians have established that Friday the 13th um, is actually safer than the average Friday. Um, they say uh, that uh, it showed that fewer accidents and reports of fire and theft occur when the 13th of the month falls on a Friday. Um, and that you know why? That's because no one's driving. All right. Um, <laughs> So uh, Friday the 13th, there's a, there's a fear of Friday the 13th, and I can't say this, but it sounds like paraskavikia katrophobia. That's for real. That's fear of Friday the 13th. I am not. I'll save this for you. I cannot pronounce that. But the fear of the number 13 is actually called triskadikadophobia. I don't know. These are real. You better, you better be careful, man. You're making this stuff up. The drug companies are going to get on this and uh, create a uh, a drug that you're going to buy over the counter for this. Uh, I would have bought. Phenobia. I would have bought some. I would have bought some today. 
Um, anyways, this phobia can be traced back as far as October of 1307, when on Friday the 13th, French King Philip V rounded up hundreds of monks and actually tortured them into admitting a variety of, of things that they hadn't done. Um, however, there's been um, – here's some, here's some facts of some actual uh, things that have occurred on Friday the 13th uh, in the past. July 1951, the Great Flood that killed 24 people destroyed more than 2 million acres of land in Kansas and caused $760 million in damage. March 1964, the Good Friday Earthquake – wasn't actually so good. It remains the largest earthquake in North American history. Um, also, July 1987, an F4 tornado ripped through Edmonton, Alberta, um, injuring at least 300 people. So there's a list of these things. Get this, this is, this is kind of crazy. Um, Charles Manson, Saddam Hussein, Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, Theodore Bundy, and Jack the Ripper all each have 13 letters in their name. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But most importantly... Tupac Shakur was shot and killed in Las Vegas on Friday the 13th. Oh, man. Do what? Tupac. Oh, Tupac. Tupac. Sorry. So, um, you know, there's a few there's a few things out there. So, um, But my favorite thing to talk about Friday the 13th is the actual movie Friday the 13th uh, with Jason. And I wanted to give you guys a quick little quiz if you want to try to answer these real quickly. Sure. Okay. Who's, yeah. the, kill- who's the killer in Friday the 13th part one? What do you mean? In the movie. What Jason? It's wrong. It's his mom. Jason comes in in part two. Oh. We're just going to raffle off a few here. Where does Friday the 13th take place? Where does it take place? Uh, Google that quick. All right. Elm Street. Crystal Lake. Oh, that's right. All right. What? That's right. What unknown actor at the time is actually a big star now that was in Friday the 13th part one? Oh. Kevin Bacon. Oh, my gosh. Really? In what Friday wow. the 13th does Jason get his mask? Part two. Three. Uh, by, the way, by the way, I know all of these. Um, <laughs> just to let you know. And, uh, awesome. oh, and here's the last one on this. How many people... Now, there's been several... There's been like 10 or 11 Friday the 13th. How many people has Jason actually killed? None. Total. He's the killer. Thirteen. Thirteen? All right, you guys are not good at this game. Uh, 154. And the movie? And all the movies total, all the kills. That's a lot. That's horrible. And um, on on top of that, uh, Marfa Man's note, um, when uh, one of my best friends growing up in Atlanta, Georgia, was the main camper girl in uh, Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives. And her name was Nancy in the movie. And she she's actually responsible for giving me chicken pox. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice so you're memory. directly connected to Friday the 13th. I am. I love it. Oh, but I like I? celebrating it at home where I'm safe and the doors are locked. All right. <laughs> All right, you guys. Happy Friday the 13th. That was your Weird But True with Marfa Man. Nice. Nice Another very strange segment of Weird But True with Marfa Man. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We have an awesome guest tonight. We need to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. Oh, 
Wow. Knock off the buttons, Vera. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We need to talk to our writers. I apologize for yeah, you really do. You guys are writers. You really do. Oh God! You know what? I do this a lot. So don't worry. It wasn't you. It was the anyway, writers. I do yes, this a lot. It was quite an impact, Vera, particularly on my head. Oh my lord! <laughs> <laughs> like anyway. Uh, <laughs> Okay, what do you, uh, can you explain how you became interested in the paranormal and all in the midst of this tragedy that you experienced when you were young? Um, you mentioned to well, me... Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, your interest in the paranormal began uh, when you were just a young boy. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, uh, I grew up in northern New Jersey, which, of course, is one of the older parts of the country. And... Uh, The house I grew up in was actually built in the early 1700s, way before the American Revolution. And it's on the historical rolls as the Jackson Mansion. And uh, Colonel Jackson was a colonel in the Revolutionary Army under George Washington. So it was an old, old house. And uh, that house was really active. Um, When I was growing up as a little boy... Um, on rainy days, my mom would uh, let me play up on the third floor because that was a floor that we didn't use. Our family wasn't big enough to to fill all the rooms in the house. And up on that uh, up on that third floor, as a toddler, I'd be coloring or something like that, you know, and I'd get a pat on the head, or something would. Uh, you know, stroke my shoulder, and I think it was my mother, and I turned around, and there was nothing there. And it wasn't a frightening kind of thing, but that used to happen all the time up on the third floor of that house. And uh, they tap and actually play games with me, leading me from one room to another. And I was just a baby. But this went on through my childhood, um, you know, through the years uh, when I was growing up as a little boy and just kind of playing up there in those rooms that we didn't use. And um, there were a couple of occasions later on where I saw shadow people uh, in different locations in the house. It was a very interesting house to grow up in. I never felt frightened of any of that. It it wasn't a a negative, frightening kind of presence. but it was definitely active. Okay, so because of this experience you had as a young boy, it also influenced you in um, as an adult right now. And you mentioned that uh, you actually conduct investigations to help people who believe their homes are haunted with your wife. Yeah, my wife is a real estate broker. And in the state of Texas and several other states, if your house is haunted, you have to disclose that before you sell it. Did you know that? Yes, I knew. Uh, yes. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, some people find themselves in a bind. Uh, they have this problem, and who are you going to call? You know. So uh, <laughs> Debbie and I go in and uh, check the house out for them and see what we can do. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because that actually happened to me. Um, I was looking for a house, and I fell in love with this little little house, and it was very convenient to, to work, my sisters, everything. And um, when I arrived uh, with my family to show them the house, 
my little boy started acting up crazy, like crazy. Like he's he's never he's never done really? that. He started kicking things, and he started literally saying he was only five at the time, and he started saying, "I hate this house, I hate it." And he just started saying that again, again, again. And was so embarrassed with the 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 real estate agent and. Anyway, days went by, and then she disclosed that later that um, somebody had committed suicide in the in the house, and my mother, of course, wouldn't let me buy the house. The really? Time. Yeah. But do they have to, they have to tell you what happened in the house? But do they actually say this house is probably haunted? Both. They have to disclose if so anything the, happened. So if you're trying to sell or, a house and your house is haunted, you got to tell them yeah. that it's haunted. I'd be like joking yeah, with that's it. Yeah, right. like, I'd be like, "Hey, this place is haunted." <laughs> you know. <laughs> Why? <laughs> To make them, there goes the property value. There goes the resale value. Well, because you said it, you did say it, but you're acting like you're kidding, you know. Oh, uh-huh. you're trying to sell the house. I see. You'd be like, I told him it was haunted. You're like, well, you were laughing. Oh, you get it. Yeah, I do. I do get it. Oh, boy. <laughs> I have such a hot time. Where are the crickets on that? No, right. I, do, I do get it. I do get it. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, yeah, it happened to me. So that's that's very interesting. Um, well, here's the here's the real interesting part. You told me earlier about your theory um, on how hypnosis can be beneficial for um, for a paranormal investigator. Can you explain that a little bit about how does that work? Well, yeah, you know, being a hypnotist um, and also having an interest in paranormal investigations, um, you know, it seems to me odd that the paranormal community hasn't made more use of hypnosis. Um, look at it this way. Uh, if you look across the country, every major city, the police department has at least a couple of officers who are trained in forensic hypnosis so that they can use hypnosis to help witnesses to uh, a crime recall details. You know, just as an example, suppose you were... Uh, you were a witness to a hit-and-run accident where somebody plowed into somebody else's car and just took off, you know, and it happens all the time. Well, those things happen very fast. And uh, you were right there. You saw the car. You saw the license plate. But because of all the adrenaline and all the excitement and how fast things were happening, you couldn't remember any of those details. But in hypnosis, you can see those things. You can recall those things. You may be able to get that license plate number. You may be able to give a full description of the car. So if you if you take a cue from that and begin to think about paranormal investigations, well, you know, when things begin to happen, your adrenaline gets going. Maybe things are happening fast. You're trying to move around quickly find out what's going on, you can miss a lot of things. You can miss a lot of details. And, of course, there is technology. There are the recorders and the cameras and all of those things we have today that help. But, you know, our subconscious mind is the best recorder of information in the universe. And uh, there may be all kinds of information that we have subconsciously that we could discover through hypnosis. So, does that make sense? Yeah, it actually does. So you think that when somebody, for instance, is doing a paranormal investigation, their conscious might see something, but they're totally dismiss it for whatever reason. 
but the, the subconscious will have a, an accurate recording on everything that was witnessed and experienced during that investigation. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. <clears throat> so you you're, know, slowing, you're slowing down imagery, like sort of. Yes, yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly you know right. When, so, uh, <clears throat> when you're investigating, do you see something, you know, you, you think you see something or feel something or hear something, but your conscious immediately, you know, the natural reaction for your conscious is to dismiss it. Yeah. You you, you yeah. right away say, oh, that was nothing or echo or that was whatever. Or you go and look, but then you, 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 you automatically want to debunk it. You want to, you know, make sense of it. But you think your subconscious will just plain tell you, no, this is how it was. This is how it happened. Well, look at it this way. Whenever we're involved in a, a paranormal investigation, any of us, we are in a we are in a state of heightened suggestibility. I mean, just the thought of going to a place where it's reputed to be haunted or have paranormal activity, I mean, that alone is a powerful suggestion. And that has an influence on us. And... Um, getting involved in the uh, investigation, anticipating, maybe being a little bit scared, maybe really hoping that you'll see something, maybe kind of hoping that you, you won't see something. Um, that is all very powerful suggestion. And so we're in a state of heightened suggestibility just by virtue of being involved in an investigation. One of the phenomena. Uh, that can occur in our mind then is we can experience either a negative or a positive hallucination. Now, a positive hallucination, of course, is we may think we see or hear things that just aren't there because we're trying so hard to find things, okay? Uh Now, a negative hallucination is not seeing something that is there. And, you know, if you've ever lost your keys and looked around the house (laughs) and then found your keys were sitting right in the middle of the dining room table and you looked there twice before and you didn't see them, that's a negative hallucination. Oh, I get it now. Okay. Um, When we're in a state of heightened suggestibility, we may uh, see or hear things that aren't really there, um, or we may miss things that really are there. And either way, hypnosis can help us sort those things out because hypnosis is a bypass to the subconscious mind where we can kind of walk back through the situation. And as you were saying a moment ago, you can actually slow time down in hypnosis so that you can walk through slower, make things happen slower. And... um, it just seems to me as a hypnotist there's tremendous potential for uh, using hypnosis throughout the investigation and um, afterwards as well. Wow. That's I've, crazy. I've, it sounds really interesting because I've never heard anybody even attempting to do that before. And <clears throat> But it makes sense. Yeah. And with today's techniques in hypnosis, I mean we can drop a person into trance state very, very quickly, within a few seconds. Um, If you watch my videos on the website and see me drop people on stage, it takes a second, literally. Boom. And Mm -hmm. and they're in hypnosis. So 
this is something that uh, you know could really be done right there throughout the investigation to kind of uh, um, allow people to redo things. It's a way of kind of uh, getting to go to wind time back and actually revivify, relive that experience again um, a second time to see if you missed anything. Wow. It so makes sense to me. It, it makes sense to me anyway. I mean, it it does. But how does exactly, how does it work? Um, Mark Herman actually asked me that question uh, before the show. How long does it take you to hypnotize somebody? How long does it take to hypnotize someone? That's right. Yeah. Well, as long as you want it to. <laughs> um, you can hypnotize a person very quickly. Again, mm -hmm. if you've seen... Uh, uh, some I have. of the videos on, mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. my website, you've seen me just drop people just in a second, literally in a second. Right. Um, on the other hand, um, an induction can be a very relaxed kind of process that goes on over several minutes. Usually in the office, I spend about five minutes with people um, inducing trance, and then we get on to working in the session on whatever we're working on, whether it's smoking cessation or weight loss or some other kind of problem. Um, so I'd say probably in a hypnotherapy session, um, you know, five minutes is a reasonable time to uh, spend inducing hypnosis. But uh, on stage or in other situations where we need to operate more quickly, it can be instantaneous. Wow. That's incredible. Uh, the reason I, I, I was curious also because I've had a – past life regression therapy uh, so yeah. I went under hypnosis mm -hmm. but it took it took a long time it felt like it was forever so yeah in, in doing yeah in doing past life regression of course uh, you're trying to get people to a to a depth of trance where they're actually reliving um, the past life experience and so typically people will spend a lot of time deepening the trance. Now, the trance is probably formed within moments, and the person is in hypnosis rather quickly, and then it's just a matter of deepening and deepening and deepening that oh. experience for them. Mm. Make sense? Yes. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but hypnosis is not what a lot of people think it is. Hypnosis is not sleep. And you know that from the past life regression. You were never asleep. You were never no, unconscious. No, it's very interesting yeah. because you're aware of what's happening That's as yourself, but you also, I remember I couldn't open my eyes. That's one thing I do remember. I tried to mm -hmm. to, to wake up from it because I was experiencing some very, very difficult um, moments, but um, I couldn't yeah. open my yeah. eyes. I couldn't open them. Right. And it's very, it's a very surreal experience, very healing as well. Interesting. Yes. I've yes. I've never hypnosis seen it done. Hypnosis is very good for us. You've never seen hypnosis done. I never have. Never in person. I, I never had. You've got to get out more. You just got to get out more. I got to get out more. I think it's cool that the brain to me after listening to you kind of sounds like uh, like a like a DVR. <laughs> yes. Yeah. In many ways. Look. There are two parts of the mind essentially. The conscious mind is what we think with. And that's our awareness. That's our consciousness. It's a very, very small part of the mind. Everything else is in the hard drive. 
And the hard drive of our mind is the subconscious. And just like the hard drive on your computer, that's where all the files, all the programming is. That's where all your habits are. That's where all your beliefs are. That's where, you know, the structure of your personality and your entire life history is. It's also where everything you've ever seen, everything you've ever touched, everything you've ever heard is somewhere in the subconscious mind. Have you ever... So we really have two minds. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever hypnotized a ghost hunter? Have I ever hypnotized a ghost hunter? Only uh, in the investigations we do. I've um, found that a lot of people in paranormal investigation, although they're running around chasing ghosts, are very skeptical of hypnosis. So I've not had that much of an opportunity to uh, to the do what I'd like to do. Could you yeah. make them see something that they didn't see? <laughs> like, could you be like, you saw a werewolf? <laughs> that would be terrible. Only if there's a full moon. Only if there's a full moon. <laughs> That's the only time that would work. So, so that person's running around all night going, this is all a werewolf, I swear. <laughs> so dur- during hypnosis, um, do you do you have to be actually willing to be hypnotized, or can someone just hypnotize you like in public, like try to steal your wallet or something like You know, that's a really, really interesting question. Basically, um, if you know that someone is trying to hypnotize you and you resist because you don't want to be hypnotized or uh, you don't trust them or you're afraid of hypnosis, if you resist for any reason, nothing happens. No one can hypnotize you against your will. Now, it is possible, on the other hand, to use hypnotic techniques to influence people when they don't know they're being influenced. And just look at wow. advertising. Advertising does that to us all the time. Oh, yes. Uh, so, you know, so advertising but, uh, is a form of hypnosis. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of wow. hypnosis involved. In, a lot of hypnosis involved in advertising. Uh, there's a lot of hypnosis involved in political speeches and things of that sort. There's a really? lot of embedded ideas. Yeah, sure. There's a lot of embedded speech. Uh, and those speech patterns come out of hypnosis, yeah. Why do I want Arby's right now? You know, when you're like... <laughs> That's interesting. Wow. So do you have any, any successful stories that you want to share? It can be paranormal or non-paranormal. Somebody that had benefit from hypnosis? Well, um, let me tell you about an experience I've had on stage sometimes that uh, just amuses me, but it it also, I think, uh, illustrates something about the power of hypnosis and, and, and how real it gets to be for people. I do a lot of college shows and I, I do a lot of high school shows and, you know, we're coming up in another month or so to prom season and grad season. I'll be traveling all over the country you know, doing after-prom shows and graduation shows and things like that. And uh, particularly when I have a younger audience like that on stage or if I'm appearing at a college or university, I'll put a roller coaster skip um, in the show. (laughs) And, uh, you know, uh, I'll start giving the volunteers on stage suggestions that they're on the roller coaster. 
And, uh, you know, pretty soon they're screaming and going this way and that way, and we have the sound of the roller coaster going in the background. And and it's a funny bit, and the audience loves it, but here's the strange thing. Sometimes I'll have people get nosebleeds on the roller coaster. Oh, wow. 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 Right? Because in real life, when they get on a roller coaster, they get nosebleeds. Wow. You know, so what happens there? I want to do yeah, the roller coaster. Yeah, I want to do the roller coaster. You know, uh, at some point what happened was they stopped imagining that they were on the roller coasters. See, that's why a person needs to be willing because I need to use your imagination. I, I need you to be willing to imagine that you're on the roller coaster, that that's happening. But at a certain point, they're not imagining it anymore. They're actually on the roller coaster. So the people who get nosebleeds on the roller coaster, the people who feel sick on the roller coaster are going to do all that on stage. Well, hopefully they're not going to get sick on stage. I hate that. Yeah, no kidding. But Wow, that's, that's really interesting. <laughs> wow. Um, could you, can you hypnotize somebody over the phone? Yeah. You're asking me if I can really? hypnotize you, Vera? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> Oh my god, my stomach hurts. Very. Okay, should I you do? Are you I'm not feeling oh, well today. Um, <laughs> well, I'm willing Listen. to do it. You want to do group? Really? Now, does she sound willing to you? <laughs> she looks, looks a little nervous. If you do it, I'll do it. Yeah, just, yeah. Just I guess I'm stuck because you're my guest, but I guess I, I guess I'm willing. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, don't make me tell any secrets, and and I'll be okay. Can we all do it, or do we need like a spotter in case someone falls over? You should probably. Hey, listen, there should probably go first. <laughs> well, whatever you guys want to do, if you all want to try this, um. We no, can. I think I think it'd be uh, interesting. Okay. I would like to do it that way. Anthony can witness himself, and then he can also talk about what he witnessed. The way my body's behaving, and because the listeners can't see. Yeah, so. and you can also talk too. You know, I want to ask you how it feels too. Oh, okay. I mean, I'd be very interested in terms of what they're seeing. But again, you're not going to be asleep, Vera. Okay? okay, you're not going to be asleep. You're not going to be awake. Hypnosis is the same state that on a day-to-day basis, you and I call daydreams. Mm. Daydreams are hypnotic transits. That's what okay. hypnosis is. I'm good at that. All right. I'm gonna, um, let's take a quick break. Let me have All a right. water. Get ready here. And then we're going to and... drop Vera. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, hypnotist Boom. Jerry Kelly will hypnotize we're, me live. We're going to Six Flags. Right now. We'll be right back. Welcome back. If you just logged in, we are The Very Normal Show. If you want to check us out, please go to www.verynormal.com. And we are talking to hypnotist Jerry Kelly, and he is about to hypnotize me live. Okay, I'm ready. Live. Yeah. I'm 500 miles away from you, right? Because you're, you're in Austin tonight. I'm okay. in Amarillo. 
Mm-hmm. So it's 500 miles talking to you on the telephone. We don't have a video screen set up, so I can't see you, right? And you can't see me. So this ought to be a, a just really good experiment, huh? Well, let's try. I mean, we can set a video up next time. Now, me and Lil yeah. Ninch can't yeah, access. we'll do video, too. Yeah. Yeah, we, we can't can. accidentally okay. get hypnotized because we're listening, can we? Yes, yes. We, pro- we could, so we got to kind of like block it out. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you, you know, that actually does happen to me at a, at a lot of my shows. We call that collateral hypnosis because oh, um, it's going to happen. People in the audience. People in the audience. They'll start yeah, dropping off. It's, yeah. The roller and, coaster and in the middle wife, room. <laughs> yeah, my wife, Debbie, um, does the video production for my shows. And um, sometimes she'll go into trance, and I'll be editing the video after the show, and I'll say, Deb, how come the camera's not moving? And <laughs> she said, oh, no, I went into trance again. So, yeah, that does happen. <laughs> oh, really- I, I was on a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are, are you ready, Vera? Yes, I am. Okay. Now, I want you to be sure that, that you are seated safely. In your yes. chair, okay, and and put mm-hmm. both feet flat on the ground, and that'll help you maintain your balance. I don't expect you're gonna, uh, you know, fall out of the chair or anything. But yeah, I don't expect you to collapse, and and okay. uh, this will be very easy. And you're not going to sleep. You're going to hear my voice. You're going to be aware, and I'm going to talk to you, and you're going to talk to me, and you'll know exactly what's going on. And I want that because I want you to describe this sensation. That, you and I are going to create for you um, to your listeners. And, guys, uh, you, you know, I'd love it if you'd kind of uh, chime in and and uh, tell the listeners what you're seeing there because, obviously, they can't, they can't see. So we'll be your eyes, listeners, okay? Okay, Vera, if you're ready, okay. what I'd like you to do is, oh, okay, are your hands free? You're not holding anything in your hands? No. Okay. All right. What I'd like you to do is I'd like you to take a deep breath in. Just take a deep breath in and let it out. And just let that just let that relax you. That's good. That's perfect. Now I'd like you to take another deep breath in. I'd like you to fill your lungs all the way up, but I'd like you to hold it. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Let it out. Close your eyes. Relax. Good. Bring your attention to that chair that you're seated in and just pay attention to the chair for a moment. I want you to notice something. I want you to notice how that chair supports you fully and completely. You don't have to worry about a thing. You could sit in that chair all night if you wanted to and be completely comfortable and safe and secure, and that helps you relax and feel good. Now, I want you to bring your attention down to your right hand, and I want you to notice how your right hand just rests there. Good. Now let your attention move over to your left hand, and I want you to notice how that left hand feels different than your right hand. Perfect. Now I want you to bring all of your attention to your eyelids and the area around your eyes. You know the little muscle group that controls your eyelids is actually the smallest muscle group in the body, so it's the easiest to control. And that's what I want you to do right now. I want you to control your eyelids by relaxing them completely. I want you to relax your eyelids completely. And as you do that, you'll notice 
that your eyelids begin to feel heavy. And I want you to allow that sense of heaviness. I want you to allow the sense of heaviness in your eyelids to continue and to increase as you continue to listen to the sound of my voice. And I want you to let those eyelids become more and more relaxed until you are certain your eyelids will not open. I do not want you to test them in any way right now. I just want you to enjoy relaxing your eyelids completely. I want you to relax those eyelids so completely you are certain your eyelids will not open. You're in control of this, so you make that happen. Good. Good. Now, I want you to hold on to this level of relaxation. In a moment, I'm going to count from one to three. And at the count of three, I want you to test those eyelids. Prove to yourself you've done a good job in following my instructions. And your eyelids simply will not open. But I do not want you to test them until you are certain your eyelids will not open. One, two, three, and trying. But finding as you try, your eyelids become heavier and heavier. The more you try, the more difficult it becomes. And the harder you try, the heavier those eyelids feel until you realize they simply will not open. And now that you've found that your eyelids will not open, I want you to describe this sensation. Tell us what your eyelids, how your eyelids feel right now. Um, They're super heavy. Super heavy. Much, much too heavy to even think about wanting to open them. And the more you try, the heavier your eyelids become. Guys, what are you seeing as you look at Vera? Uh, stillness. Uh, I can't see the eyes sort of twitching a tiny bit. Uh-huh. So she's continuing to test those eyelids, but they're simply not opening, right? Correct. <laughs> she's laughing. What I don't know if like she knows that. You, this, is, this is weird. What's that like for you, Vera? It's weird, isn't it? This is the power of your mind. Now, I want you to take, I want you to take this relaxation that we've created in your eyelids, and I just want you to let it flow. Let it flow downward. I want you to imagine that that relaxation that we've created in your eyelids is now a gentle wave, a warm and gentle wave of relaxation just flowing, rushing, washing down, down through your body, all the way down, all the way through your body, down to the very, very tips of your toes. And I want you to notice how good this feels. Tell us how good it feels. (laughs) Feeling really good, huh? Good. Now, I want you to imagine, I want you to imagine in your mind's eye the numbers 1 through 10 written out in front of you, printed out in front of you, and I want you to see the number 1, the number 2, the number 3, the number 4, all on a line stretching out in front of you. See the number 5, see the number 6. See the number seven, eight, nine, ten, all in a line. You see them now in your mind, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Now, I want you to keep looking at those numbers in a line, and I want you to look at the number six. Find the number six in that line, and I want you to draw a circle around it in your mind. Just draw a circle around the number six. Okay. 
that's good. Now I want you to reach up in your mind and I want you to rub out the number six. Just erase the number six and erase the circle you drew about it. So there's nothing between the numbers five and seven. And so as you look at the numbers now in front of you, what you see is one, two, three, four, five, seven, eight, nine, ten. And that is completely normal to you. If I were to count backwards, it would be 10, 9, 8, 7, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and that would be completely normal to you. So if I were to ask you to count out loud after I emerge you in a moment, you would count 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 7, 8, 9, 10 backwards. That would be 10, 9, 8, 7, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And that's the only way you can count because you know those are the only numbers that are there. Good. Now I'm going to count from one to three. At the count of three, you'll be able to open your eyes, Vera. One, two, three. Good. How are you feeling? Good. Eyes open? Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. Now, Vera, just as an experiment, I want you to count for me. One through ten. One, two, three, four, five, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> What's wrong, Vera? Is yeah. Why are you laughing? Let's try. Yeah, yeah. Let's try that backwards. Let's try that backwards. There's something, uh, something we missed there. Try it backwards and see. No. Start at ten. Start at ten. Um. Um. Ten, nine, eight, seven, five, four, three. What are you feeling? Why are you laughing? I've never seen her this happy. Well, my guess is, now Vera, tell me if I'm wrong, but my guess is you feel like something's wrong and you kind of know that something's missing and it's right on the tip of your tongue, but you can't quite get it. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can't, it's like trying to remember someone's name and you just, you just can't quite, you, 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 you know the name, you know, it's kind of like you're, you're driving along in the car and and a song comes on the radio, and you know the name of that song, but, but you just you just can't quite remember the name of that song, and you're trying to think of it. And you know it's your mind that does that. You can you can have something in your mind like your name, and just like that, it can be gone. It's gone completely, gone out of your mind. So forgetting and not remembering, mm. forgetting and not remembering. What did you say your name was? I'm sorry. Um. Uh, Vera. <laughs> ah, you got it. Good. Okay. Very, very good. Okay. So that was hard to lose. That was hard to lose. But that's great. Let's make sure, though. Let's make sure that um, we send Hello? you back to counting the way you used to count. Okay? So I want you to take a deep breath in, and I want you to let it out. And as you let it out, close your eyes and listen to the sound of my voice. And you find it very easy to listen to my voice for some reason that you don't fully understand. And it's not necessary for you to understand. You simply know that your mind will take care of you and supply what's necessary. And what we're doing right now is we're reinstalling the number six between the numbers five and seven in your mind. So in a moment, when I count from one to three, you're going to open your eyes. You're going to feel great. And if I ask you to count, and I will, you will count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So one, two, three. Open up your eyes. You're back. How are you feeling, Vera? Mm-hmm. Good. Feel good? Okay. Yeah. Count for me. One through ten, if you would, please. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> All right. 
very, very good. Okay, what was that experience like for you? Uh, very weird. <laughs> very weird. Yeah. Very um yeah. surreal. I do. You know what happened, guys? Do you want to tell her what happened? What happened? I want to hear what she says. What do you okay. What do you think okay, happened? Okay, fair enough. What do you think happened? <clears throat> what What do you think? I don't. I don't know. What do you mean? You what, don't happened? Know what happened? What do you mean? Did you lose time or something? No. Right. I, I'm here. I've been here. No. I'm. Do you remember your head touching the ceiling? Oh come on right. now. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! I'm better than I thought. <laughs> um. Do you do you remember? Oh uh, my my eyelids. I remember my eyelids being um oh like really really heavy. It was almost too creepy. I wanted to open. I wanted to cheat. I wanted to you know like open. <laughs> I couldn't. Uh-huh. Open yeah, yeah, but you couldn't. Yeah, that's a strange yeah. experience, isn't it? Do you know? I'll tell you something about that little technique. Um, that's a wonderful pain control technique. When I go to the dentist, and I hate to go to the dentist, but when I go to the dentist and they have to do some work and uh, there's going to be some pain, that's what I do. It's it's a wonderful technique to mm. take your mind away from the pain. Oh, I had to that's try actually, that. Yeah, that's, that's kind actually of a, a way pain of control technique. Yeah, you just uh, you 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 just say to yourself, you know, my eyelids will not open. You just take a deep breath, relax into that, just as you did with me, and you can sit there and just kind of play with your eyelids while the dentist is working on you. Six. It was six. You'll feel pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The six, this is the number six. So why did you forget six? Oh, yeah, good, good. Do you know know why you forgot six? I came back to you. No, no. Um, I remember you told me it was was feeling really good, relaxing, and it felt super good, like, like a wave of just, like, happiness. Just like yeah. from my head to toes. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Really, and that really did good. feel good, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she had her head what tilted you? to the side with like this huge grin on her face, <laughs> and her hands down in front of her. She almost looked like Stevie Wonder playing the piano or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I'd known that, I would have had her sing Superstition. You know? Exactly. Oh. <laughs> Put it back on this. No. <laughs> I am not a good singer. I will scare everybody away. Yeah, well, you're a good subject. You did really well. Thank and you. You're very welcome. And and that's a it, it's a pleasant experience to be in trance, isn't it? I actually I actually liked it. Hey. It was yeah. I, was, I yeah. was not like that. Yeah, you were. I'm imitating her right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh! Can you make someone um, forget that they hate onions? My husband hates onions. Like he hates them. He will not even kiss me if I have if I smell like onions. If I ate onions. Yeah, uh, you you know you can if a person wants that to happen, ah. and if they're you, you know if they are willing to <sighs> um, to accept that then it is possible to change the way they experience the taste or the smell of onions. It's, uh, you know, the smell, of course, remains the same. 
and the taste remains the same. But you can take a person, and there's some very uh, 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 famous uh, hypnotic experiments where they uh, had a person uh, bite into an onion, uh, but under hypnosis they told the person they were eating an apple, and they just, you know, ate the <laughs> onion up just like they'd eat an apple. Yeah. Oh, so, my gosh. Yeah, wow. that's very possible. Yeah, yeah. So does that yeah. stick with you the rest of your life? Like you can program stuff in your head that can stick around for your whole life? Yes, yes. Um, you know, another example would be a person who wants to quit smoking. And uh, I do that all the time in my office for people. And uh, generally speaking, that's going to be permanent. It's going to be permanent because that's what they want. Wow. Right. Okay. You you have to allow uh, so, it. You have to give it permission. Can you make me yeah. want to go to the gym? <laughs> <laughs> I can help I can help you remember to go to the gym. Whether or not I can help you I'm like, I gotta go. To go to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I still feel like drought. Is that normal? You were giggling. Do you feel drowsy? Like my shoulders feel really heavy, and the back of my neck feels really like heavy and. Yeah, you're real. You're real relaxed right now. Mm-hmm. You're real relaxed. That's what you're feeling is just the release of the tension that uh, you know we normally carry mm-hmm. in our neck muscles and our shoulder muscles. They, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hold a lot of our tension. So that's released now. Mm-hmm. Uh, just those few moments of hypnosis. Now, and, wow. now you said pain. You, you said pain, like going to the dentist, is like preparing for, for pain, or can you alleviate pain that's already there? No, you can actually alleviate pain that's already there. That's you can true. certainly prepare yourself as well, uh, but what I was talking about is while you're in the chair and the dentist is working on you, you can actually use that eye catalepsy technique to uh, take yourself away from the pain. And when I use that, I will feel pressure, and and tugging perhaps where the dentist is working, but I won't feel the pain. If if Vera was acting the way she was right now at the dentist, he'd probably be freaked out. <laughs> 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 What's so funny? <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> do you have time to uh, hypnotize any other boys or both boys? Or? Sure, sure, sure. All right. Maybe do something um, funny. You want to try both? We're in different places. Yeah, we're we're. Um, okay. I'm well, I'm 500 miles from Vera, so place doesn't seem to matter very much, does it? Yeah. <laughs> I just feel really good right now. <laughs> well, All right. Great. Can we both listen and participate and do the same thing together? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's do something a little bit different this time. All um, right. Are your hands free, guys? I, I need your hands to be free. Okay, they're yeah. down. Yeah? Okay. Yep. Um, what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to lift up your right hand, and and I'd like you to hold your right hand with your palm facing you, of course, and and I'd like it to be, oh, maybe 15 inches in front of you and uh, a little bit up up above your head, so you're looking up at the palm of your hand, okay? And I'd like you, as you do that, as you look up at the palm of your hand, I'd like you to notice the lines on your hand. 
and I'd like you to pick out a spot anywhere along those lines. Any spot will do, but pick out a spot somewhere along the lines on your hands, and I want you to focus all of your attention on that spot on your hand. And as you do that, I want you to slowly, very slowly, start moving your hand towards your forehead. And as you do that, you're going to find a point where your eyes begin to adjust. And when you notice your eyes beginning to adjust, I want you to just let them close, let them close. And I want you to bring your hand all the way down, all the way down to your forehead. And I want you to allow your hand to just rest there on your forehead, across your eyes perhaps, but just gently on your forehead. And I want you to apply a little pressure to your hand. And I want you to allow that hand, I want you to allow that hand to become very relaxed. And I want you to allow that hand to become stuck to your forehead. That's right. I want your hand to be stuck to your forehead so that if you try to move your hand from your forehead, you will not be able to because your hand is now stuck to your forehead. It's stuck to your forehead. It's not a painful or uncomfortable experience. It's just a fact that no matter how hard you try, you cannot pull your hand away from your forehead right now. So in a moment, I'm going to count from one to three. At the count of three, I want you to make an attempt to Pull your hand away from your forehead, but you will not be able to do so. You'll not be able to pull that hand away from your forehead. So one, two, three, and try now. Try, but finding that 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 hand is just stuck, stuck to your forehead. Tell us what that's like. Tell us what's going on. It's like a magnet. Uh, Yeah, it's like a magnet. Yeah, it's like a magnet. I can sort of yeah, get it off yeah. my head a little bit. I can almost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then no, it comes right back, back down again, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah it comes right back down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, can, you can kind of pull it a little bit, but then it locks even tighter. And each time yeah, you do that, you'll find it locks tighter. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys, I'm going to count oh, from one man. to three. <laughs> I'm going to count from one to three, and I'm going to release you from this, okay? And at the count of three you'll be able to just let your arm fold out of your side very normally, okay? Not so rapidly that it's going to hurt you, but just allowing it to come down to your side. One, two, three, and just let it come down and open up your eyes. And, uh, it's stuck. <laughs> oh, no, it's going to be like <laughs> that forever. Stuck. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm sorry about you. that. You know, <laughs> It may be a little bit difficult to drive home tonight. Oh, but, my uh, gosh. Okay, there we go. Oh my gosh! <laughs> You're lying. I swear to you that that. Oh my gosh! Do I? So literally, it's easy to hypnotize. See, it's all the power of suggestion. It's all the oh, power nice. of suggestion. Hypnosis is not sleep. It's not relaxation. It's fascination. It's fascination with an idea. You became fascinated with the idea that your hand was going to be stuck to your forehead. That's a fascinating idea, and that's what triggered the trance. That's interesting, because I literally saw Marfa Man's arm, uh, you know, like, I can tell that he was trying. Like, his entire <laughs> arm was shaking because he was trying to, to beat it. He was trying to beat the hypnosis. And it, the hand did yeah. come off his forehead a little bit, but it would come right back. And I knew it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because there's nothing wow. holding it there, actually. The only thing that's holding it there is the idea in your mind. And so that's why it's possible, perhaps, to 
to move the arm a little bit away, but then it comes right back down because the idea comes back in your head. It's like, oh, it's stuck, you know. And, uh, yeah, very good, guys. Very good. Mm-hmm. That, that, that was interesting because, I, I mean, I felt like, I, I mean, I was – I was awake the whole time, not like I was sleeping yeah. or anything, but I felt like I was yeah. conscious the whole time. I didn't leave any kind of uh, different um, realm or anything, you know. It was just normal. Ninja, you you were under for normal. like 20 minutes. No, I wasn't. I, I came out before you. <laughs> my hand was just stuck in my head, and I couldn't pull it off. <laughs> There's going to be certain words that when people say now, you're going to start barking like a dog. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Everybody awesome. wants to get into the act. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, well, thank you, Jerry, so much for um, for for showing us a little bit of your work. Um, do you want to tell our listeners any of your upcoming events? Well, you, you know, we're looking forward to prom season. I'll be at a lot of high schools uh, throughout Texas and Oklahoma and uh, Kansas and Missouri, you know, we'll be traveling a lot this spring. And if we have any uh, high school seniors there, uh, high school juniors and seniors out there, I hope I am coming to your school. Uh, Tell your school that you want me to come. And you can always find me on Facebook. And, uh, of course, my website is jerrykelly.net. And Jerry is spelled G-E-R-R-Y. Kelly is K-E-L-L-Y, jerrykelly.net. And also for any ghost hunters out there, paranormal investigators who are interested in uh, using hypnosis as a new tool for investigating, then there you have it. Why not, right? Totally. Yes, and I'd be happy to. Uh, I'd be happy to answer any questions uh, that any of the paranormal teams might have out there in terms of suggesting how to work with a hypnotist in a little more detail. But I think that would be great. And thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk about that tonight. Well, hey, uh, Jerry, if I wake up tomorrow morning and my hand stuck to my forehead, can I call you? <laughs> I'll take two answers. <laughs> maybe he'll answer. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Um, oh, I was going to ask you something and Marfa man made me lose it. Sorry. I totally forgot. You maybe you, I, think, I hope you're yeah. <laughs> What number are you thinking of? <laughs> you did forget your name. <laughs> you did forget your name. No, I did not. Oh my god. I hope I don't I hope I don't end up being a forgetful. She actually looked really proud of herself when she said Vera. Oh stop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I got it. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't quite get that. You know, it, it's it's very hard for people to let go of their name. And she was doing so well, I thought, what the heck, I'll just go for it. I'll try it. And, uh, you know, that was just a little bit too much. She didn't want to let go of her own name. Uh, but oftentimes we can get people to uh, to just forget their names completely. That was funny. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to be. Forget. I can't remember what I was gonna say. I'm so frustrated. Nothing's ever gonna be six six again. <sighs> no, I'm it's either five or seven, right there. I don't know. <laughs> oh. oh yes, I, I remember. Um, <laughs> wow. Are we all okay? <laughs> no, no, you're completely screwed up. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so for side effects from this. 
kids and do this at home. Um, yeah, my question is, have you ever had um, any clients that want to remember perhaps any kind of uh, alien abduction experience? Yes. Um, yeah, that's a you... very interesting area. Yes, I have done a little work in that area. I, I don't get a lot of those, but um, every once in a while. And, the, you know, hypnosis is used quite extensively uh, to help people who feel that they are UFO abductees. That's a, a, a very a very well-known, well-documented technique. That's really uh, how, how we've learned whatever we know about alien abduction is really through hypnosis. That's how it's been revealed. Right. There's a lot of very interesting cases um, that have come from uh, through hypnosis cases. And the reason why I'm talking about this is I want <clears throat> to remind any of our listeners out there who are interested who are having perhaps any weird experiences, nightmares, anything related to that, then hypnosis is a very, very wonderful tool. And Mr. Jerry Kelly is available for that kind of service as well. So um, I'm glad I asked. Um, anyway, thank you so much for being here with us tonight. We had a blast. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Hey, I had fun too. Thank you so much, guys. Godspeed. I hope everything everything in 2012 is wonderful for you. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Back at you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye now. Bye. 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 Wow. So what do you think, guys? What number am I holding up? (laughs) (laughs) You have 10 fingers. I couldn't pull my hand off my head, I swear to you. I thought it was fun. I thought it was funny that I couldn't pull my hand off my head. Like, but I knew I couldn't do it. It was very right. interesting. Like, <laughs> wow, it's like the ice. It feels. I don't know. Uh, it's uh, yeah. That needs some more exploring. I think we need to uh, do some more hyp- hypnosis. That, that was cool. I like that. I mean, there's de- it's definitely a very interesting field, and if you can benefit from it, why not? There's, yeah. I mean, he mentioned plenty of areas. You know, you can quit smoking. You can, uh, mm-hmm. you know, maybe change your diet habits. Maybe I could use all of these. You know, sleeping mm. habits. And, and if you want to go into the paranormal, then you know this new technique that he's using for paranormal investigators. That's super interesting to me. You know, you never know what can come out of that. Um, <clears throat> and also. The, the the you know of course alien abductees oh, can sure. benefit from it, uh, which reminds me, guys, um, please tune in next week. Next week's show we're going to talk about a very very um, ser- serious subject, and the topic is war against alien abductions. We have a very interesting guest. We're going to be covering the subject, and uh, who's uh, also specializes in and children um, alien abductions. So, right, wow. and the and the hats he's designed for where we could probably get we'll probably save that. That's right. He has a lot of. Uh, he is on a mission to prevent this from continue happening to a lot of people. The abduction. Um, <clears throat> so, I want to remind you guys, we'll be talking about that next week, Friday night, 9 p.m. Central. So, anyway, guys, you want to add anything else? I was surprised I got a little hypnotized. You didn't think he was going to do it, huh? I can see the skepticism in your face. Yeah, because I think my internal hard drives is a little messed up. So he must have, you know, must have he must have tapped into my backup drive. <laughs> you, you need to defrag, man. You need to defrag your hard drive. 
Oh my God, you threw such an art. Oh. I really enjoyed that. I thought, you know, I definitely am always skeptical before I do anything or, sure. you know, any any of this stuff. So I was definitely skeptical. Um, it was it was very interesting because yes, I could not pull my hand away from my head. It felt like a magnet, like you were describing. Um, even when he told me to stop uh, to put my hand down, I still couldn't. So, <laughs> did you? I'm going to ask um, you this: Did you have any pain in your arm from holding your hand up, though? It, it was like it was like a stressed muscle, like my muscle right. feels stressed. But right But you now. still like couldn't it, move it, even though it hurt a little bit. Yeah, it was like it was like <laughs> a, a pulled muscle. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's really interesting. I'm, I'm glad I mentioned that because I was like, even though this yeah. hurts, it's not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I was like, and, and then towards the end, I was like, well, shoot, man, maybe, maybe I'm not going to be able to move, remove my hand from my head. Be walking around in public like this. No. <laughs> like crazy, man. Yeah. I wonder if you can do that to somebody you don't like. Ooh. Yeah. Like kind of I mean, like that it, one movie where actually... you slap them on the back. Or tell them that they tell them you could tell them that they that they actually grew antlers out of their head. Oh, (laughs) man, you can do so much. You can do a lot of stuff with this. I mean, you could have a lot of fun. That guy could have a lot of fun with this. Well, he probably does. You know, he does uh, a lot of um, high school proms and things like that. And uh, I'm sure he has a lot of fun. He has a lot of really good uh, cool videos from anyone out there who's curious about his work. Um, you can go and, and search it on the internet. And uh, there's one about um, <laughs> that I saw. He had a group of people, and he made them believe that they were exotic dancers, and they were male and females. And he also made oh them believe God. that they were about to enter a competition, and 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 they were um, they were the best. Like each one of them were the best, and nobody <laughs> could beat them. And then of course you know, ants and everything. And uh, that was really fun. That was really fun. Time. I'd win that without even being hypnotized. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do That's you cool. dance? I've never seen you dance. Oh, I can. You oh, know. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. I take that back. Yeah, I, yeah. You've seen yeah. me dance a little bit. I have. Anyway, well, guys. Thank you so much, Marfa Man, for coming in tonight. I made it. I'll yeah. call you guys yeah, when Martha I make Man. it back. Yeah, I know Can that I... it was a serious um, decision you had to make, and well, I appreciate it. If I see any birds following me home, <laughs> I'm pulling over and getting a hotel. Can by the way, can I can I borrow somebody's car and leave mine here? <laughs> <All right. laughs> I think. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Well. Um, Do you feel relaxed? I feel really good. Do you remember giggling and like... I do. Okay. I do. Right. I remember just feeling happy. What's your name? Vera. <laughs> it took you about four <laughs> seconds. <laughs> no, it's, oh, my God. You're like, Vera, all happy. It's weird. <laughs> you know, I'm already forgetful. I hope he didn't like mess me up even more. <laughs> I know. It, it'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll survive. I think we'll survive another paranormal Another Friday the thirteenth. Another Friday the. We got another one in April. Almost over. So we'll, we're doing. We'll be doing three shows this year on Friday the thirteenth. Really? That's awesome. You're gonna. Have yeah. to, you got a lot of research to do for uh, for, for all this Friday the thirteenth stuff. Then. Like, a, like a, a right. uniform, like a night. Dress you up like a night. You guys are gonna. <laughs> 
Buy you a lucky charm. You guys, <laughs> you guys are gonna send me a limo. <laughs> he was complaining earlier because he was uncomfortable in his chair. Oh, I can work on this under this condition. I was kidding. <laughs> Pretty soon you're gonna want green M&Ms on your uh, on your exactly. On your oh my goodness. <laughs> All right, well, thank you, everyone, who listened tonight. And keep in mind, you know, the benefits of uh, hypnosis. We had a lot of fun. You can use it for um, for your own benefits or just for entertainment. <clears throat> thank you so much. And please remember, we are no experts, just big paranormal fans. Be skeptical. Be open-minded, too. And, and let's listen. continue to research and search for the answers. <laughs> Happy Friday the 13th. Good luck, everyone. Good luck. Have fun this weekend. Be safe. Much love. Good night. Aw, yeah. Aw, yeah. That's it for tonight. The Vera Normal Show. Little Nidge. Marfa Man. Vera Martinez. We're out.